Welcome to episode six of the best podcast available. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. Day three in pads in the books here in Berea. Gribbs, uh, a spirited practice, a lot going back and forth. Obviously, though, the top stories of the day continue to revolve around the uh, the injury factors that are plaguing the team here. Any updates on Mac Wilson, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, and I think that's it for right now. Miles wasn't out today, but Miles looks like he could come back any day. Yeah, I mean, I think you you you'd be as careful as possible with with Miles on that one. So. Uh, not too much in the form of updates. We obviously know that what Mac is dealing with is is a, is significant. It's just a matter of what what uh, the timetable is going to be. But clearly, uh, he's not he didn't practice today, and he probably is not going to be out there for a little bit at, at, at the minimum. So the Browns have had, are currently right now rolling forward with the group as is. And I think the the guy we've seen kind of thrust into action right away is Tay Davis. You know, I think he, the guy's been a spark plug ever since he's been here. So he's been kind of filling in right away. But uh, as we've talked about before, long-term, this is big opportunity for Jacob Phillips. And I think we've seen him out there uh, a good amount. And I think he's, he's getting some, some good opportunities now. So those are, those are two guys I would keep my eyes on uh, in the, in the short-term future. Uh, but again, you know, the, you weren't expecting an injury like Max to happen. So it just could take a few days to kind of get the, the tryout workout wheels in motion with with all the COVID protocols. This is not something you can just bring guys in the next day. It's it's a bit of a process. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Well, and we talked about it on Browns Daily. It might also be a case of it might actually be easier. I don't know who you'd have to find a partner, but it might be easier to make a trade right now instead of bringing in a guy off the street with all the protocols because at least they're on a team that's being tested and they've been tested. Yeah, it's tough because usually the, the trades that happen at this year, at, at, at this time of year, are guys that probably aren't going to make their current roster, you know, and, and unless you're making a pretty significant trade where it involves uh, elite players on both sides. So I think with the rosters at 80 now, though, and then the extended practice squads, I mean, I don't know if, if, if teams have as good of a read on the guys that they may or may not think they're going to keep, you know. I, I, so maybe we'll see some more of those kind of moves near the end right when you get down to those days before the, the roster cutdowns. But, you know, mo- a lot of these guys, I mean, the vast, more than the vast majority of these guys that are practicing right now are going to be on this team in some way, shape or form, whether it's the active roster or the practice squad. So it, it's, it's, I think teams are a little bit more reluctant to, to part with, with bodies at this point, because you need, you need depth. I mean, you, you might be a little less reluctant. And also you look at, I'll, I'll even pitch it another way. You, you, most of these trades involve draft picks and a player. And, I mean, the, with the uncertainty of college football, what's what's the incentive right now to, to start stockpile draft picks? And I know teams are. There's going to be a draft in some way, shape, or form, but not exactly cl- clear what the draft's going to look like at this point. Yeah. Nope. Something to watch, uh, whether it's a trade, whether it's free agency. And, again, there's, I, I just don't think there's a lot out there from a free agency standpoint because – rosters uh, are as large as they are right now. I think, you know, you're going to need another body or two probably, but how that looks and how you go about getting it is to be determined. In the meantime, who stood out today at those linebacker spots? Uh, Who got the reps in place of Mac Wilson? Well, it was a mix of, uh, like we saw Tay Davis, we saw Jacob Phillips out there, but the guys that stood out to me were the the other starters. B.J. Goodson and Sione Takitaki had very good days. Uh, I said there was one play there where Taki Taki went into the backfield and then he's doing push-ups after it. It was, 
it was just a lot of excitement from that group. B.J. Goodson made a great uh, defensive play to knock down a pass that was probably going to be a touchdown to Austin Hooper uh, near the end zone. And I, I think that we're going to be hearing a lot more about B.J. Goodson, I think, in these coming days and weeks because, you know, Mac was probably the, 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 the alpha leader in, in that group. I mean, clearly the most outspoken guy in that group. But now I think even more falls on that veteran's shoulders uh, in that group where B.J. Goodson really the only guy with a lot of experience in that entire linebacker core right now. So uh, a, a big onus was put on his shoulders anyways because he's the middle linebacker, but uh, even more. And I think he, he's going to become even more of a leader for that group. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's, that's a position to continue to watch. Let's stay on that side of the football Defense had a pretty good day, especially that secondary. Money Mitch. Everybody talk everybody talks about Denzel and they talk about Greedy and you know they talk about Kevin Johnson. Don't go to sleep on my guy Money Mitch. I mean, this was this is looking like 2018 Terrence Mitchell at training camp where he basically won an open cor cornerback job in the first five days of practice. I mean, that's that was how quickly he uh, he he kind of earned that job. But it, I, I don't. This is more of a kind of a good problem to have type thing at the corner position because I think we we all assume that it's Denzel and Greedy's show out there. But uh, Terren, he's making plays. It's it's pretty much been a consistent theme every day, uh, and we saw him do it against the ones today. I, I think so. You've seen him out there doing it and, and making plays. We saw Anderson Deho make an interception. Uh, just a really solid day for that back seven, uh, and I think that it, it, a lot of it can stem from I think you're seeing consistent pressure from the front four and I think it's just it was a group that really thrived I mean I would say what, what do you think more than half of today's practice was in the red zone and I think that that can be difficult for an offense especially when you you probably know they're they're working on their passing game and you know the passes are coming uh, but the defense I think they, they made the most of that advantage yeah indeed they did um, if there are bright spots on the offensive side of the football Obviously, Kareem Hunt continues to really flash and almost looking more and more like back in his Kansas City days. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, as, as you'll hear, uh, teaser in our interview with, with Stump Mitchell, he uh, looks like he does his rookie year is how Stump Mitchell described it. So, yeah, I mean, he's got that burst. And I think that it's, it's, it's the daily reminder that the guy you would – put on the depth chart as your backup running back was a former NFL rushing title winner and rookie of the year. Not only that, but I believe the gentleman that was on our program yesterday got the karma and had himself a monster day and continues to have monster day after monster day, it continues to stack some pretty good days. And that would be our rookie tight end, Harrison Bryant. Big day for the big rookie tight end. Yeah, he's just catching everything. And I think it's just there's a comfort level level clearly there between him and Case Keenum. And uh, it's just becoming now routine to see him on the receiving end of a lot of plays. And it's just going to be interesting to see if what, what happened, like if you keep making plays, they, they've just got to find a way to get you involved in the offense. And I know we've seen other teams that around the league, there's, there's maybe been a few of them that can get three tight ends involved on a regular basis. And uh, maybe this is an offense that's shaping up to, to make the most of that, because I think, he certainly has not looked like a rookie so far. He's, he's making contributions. He's catching it every time it comes his way. You're not seeing drops. You're, you're seeing just kind of fluid movement, running good routes. And for me, it's, it's all going to come down to how he blocks. Because we're not as – I'm easy to tell you if he caught the pass or not. I'm not the best at telling you if he's using the proper technique blocking. 
So I think that's that's what it's going to come down to with with how much he ultimately sees the field. But you couldn't have imagined a better start for him. Anybody else that stood out to you on the offensive side of the ball or defense today? Yeah, I, I would say another guy in offense that continues to make plays is another rookie, and it's Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he, he made the, the one touchdown the offense was able to get. It was when he was working with Baker Mayfield, and he, and he caught a short touchdown pass. And, and it's just he's, he's one of those players that seems to be fitting in very well. And I, I think for, for him, it's, you know he's, you know he's going to be behind Jarvis and Odell, but he, he's making a case to, to belong in this kind of re- receiver rotation beyond the fact that he was just one of your draft picks this year and he's going to be there. You just assume he's going to be there. I think he's, he's playing like someone that, that belongs on this team and, and belongs in this league. And I've been impressed with him so far. I think he, he's handled it very well. All right. So let's, let's elaborate on the rookie class because so much was made and a lot of it, a lot by us, a lot by the local media, a lot by the national media, uh, in general, as it applies to all the rookies coming in, you, you even have players saying, I would, I don't envy the rookies. I don't envy what they have to go through and how they've got to get acclimated and how quickly they've got to get set up and ready to go. The rookie class seems to be thriving. They're busy. <laughs> Five days into this. Yeah, they're definitely busy. I mean, like I said, Will's at left tackle. Delpit's going to be playing on this team uh, in, in a large way. Jacob Phillips now with a bigger role. Harrison, I mean, the list goes on. Nick Harris is your starting center at the moment. I mean, it, it's just been – I don't know if we expected this. I mean, especially with how active the team was in free agency, you, you figured you, you set yourself up where you weren't going to have to rely on, this, on these guys. Well, injuries happen, and suddenly you're relying on a lot of these guys. And I, I think that's just – the, the nature of the National Football League. And I, I think we all assume that J.C. Treader is going to be back by the, by the time the, the season rolls around. And uh, you, you assume that, uh, I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones will have a role in this receiving room, but you don't know how big. And then you also got to remember that Harrison Bryant's playing behind a two-time Pro Bowl or Austin Hooper. So, I mean, it's, these are good, good opportunities for these rookies. But, again, I think they're, that's been if, – if I'm talk, talking about an overall five-day takeaway – I, it's my how impressed I've been with these rookies, especially when you consider the circumstances. Yes, one hundred percent. Defense, offense. There was there was a, some questions today to Case Keenum about it, and he said, "We're not keeping score. Just keeping score." If the offense was ahead or the defense was ahead, it does look like the defense is making more plays. But again, a lot of these guys on offense are just figuring out how to gel together. You have two rookies on the offensive line that are trying to figure out how to play in the National Football League. Uh, I think that there are a lot of cards stacked against uh, the offense here as they get going in 2020. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know that the defense obviously would love to be hitting and tackling and they'll, they'll be the first to tell you that play would have been a sack, you know, but I also think that that can hurt the offense as well because you, your, your plays, there's no, it leaves little room for improvisation, maybe some, or, breaking tackles, things like that, that were, that can really cause breakdowns. So it is tough to read, but I think in these circumstances, I think through the first five days, we've seen more plays made by the defense than we have by the offense. I think that's a fair assessment. And I will say it's early. And I will say that the, the plays that really don't resemble real football are the running plays. And I feel very confident that they're going to be able to run the ball with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And I think once you start doing that, then it makes throwing the ball a lot easier. And I think that's that's what the, the chain reaction of, of, of football is going to be. It's just we're not going to have any of these preseason games to really get much of a read either. But, again, I've been fooled by a lot of preseason games in the past, so maybe this is the, the better way to assess things. Yeah, 
I think we all have. <laughs> We've all seen certain things in games two and three that made us think one thing and it ended up being something else. That's a look at what happened today out on the practice field. One more day of practice before the first day off for the players, and it will come on Friday and then back at it for five more days as we get closer to the 2020 season opener. Time now for our interview of the day. Uh, Gribble teased it earlier. It's a good one. It is with Browns running back coach Stump Mitchell, one of the best in the business. He's got quite the running back room, but he's really big on fullbacks. Have a watch and have a listen. All right, we're joined by Stump Mitchell, Browns running backs coach, run game coordinator. And, and Stump, I'm just wondering your, your general thoughts on, on how this first week of camp has gone for your group and just as the team as a whole. For the group, I think it went pretty good. For the team as a whole, um, we had – a lot, a lax day uh, after our first padded practice. We came back the next day and we did pretty good. Uh, we had a fumble or two offensively. Defense did a great job of scripting the ball. That's that's something we're talking about, not having turnovers and also getting turnovers. So it was a good day for us as a team. Uh, offensively, we weren't that sharp the first day. Defensively, we were. We were a little sharper the second day, and uh, defense was off a little bit. But I think uh, all in all, it's been a pretty good week. Guys are working hard. And Stump, when you guys have a, a practice that y you aren't as, as thrilled about, what, what goes on in those 24 hours in between to kind of make sure that, that it becomes a learning experience and, and not a trend? Well, our first day out there in pads, we were actually, it actually rained. Yeah. That's no excuse. So, you know, we're, we're telling the guys we can't have excuse. excuses. They're going to be uh, – rainy days, but we still have to play our best football. We know ball security is everything. We have to protect the football. We have to catch the football. We have to focus in. So they came back the next day. They understood that, and uh, we played a heck of a lot better. I know it's it's unfortunate to lose a guy like Nick uh, on the field for, for a few days here, but what kind of opportunities does that present for guys like Kareem, Dearness, and, and Dontrell to, to get more involved? Well, it gives Kareem more opportunity to run the ball. Uh, he's a number one back, so that's not a problem for him. He just get a few more reps. Everybody does now that that Nick is out, but uh, we know what Kareem can do as a as a runner. He get a, he get an opportunity to practice more in terms of being a little more patient, and I think uh, he had an extremely good two days so far. And and what kind of I mean, we didn't really see much of Kareem last year at training camp. He was dealing with that that sports hernia injury. What what's it been like to kind of see him now full go? and out here getting ready for, for a season that, that you know you'll, he'll be a big part of right away? Well, that's the deal. When those guys have a sports hernia, they, they try to play through it as much as they possibly can, but uh, you just don't see the person that you were hoping you would see. Kareem is much more uh, explosive, much more faster, elusive. He's, he's the runner he was uh, when he came in as a rookie, I think, and now we just got to prove it. In terms of Don Trail and Dearness getting more reps, uh, it's an opportunity to show they can uh, they can play and they can say every day you got to go out and you got to prove yourselves. Uh, their role in the room mostly is on special teams, but when given the opportunity, if something were to happen, they will have to be able to step up in place of one of those guys. And what, how would you describe the the chemistry in your room? Because when you look around the team, this might be one of the most stable groups. Looking back to, to last season, a lot of the same familiar faces. You're back as well. What what does that mean when you when you have this group all together for a second straight year? 
I think it means a lot. They understand the talent that we have in this room, and they also understand the talent that we added in, in Andy Janovich and uh, Johnny Stanton IV. Uh, so it's a very talented room, but uh, a room in which much is given, much is expected. So we're expecting these guys to be a major part of us uh, accomplishing everything we want to accomplish successfully, uh, winning the games, taking them one by one, making the playoffs, and, and making a run for the big, big deal. What's it been like for you to kind of add more fullbacks to the mix and, and get them in, involved in the offense? I know, guy, with your NFL experience, I'm sure you've seen a, 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 offense has done a lot of different ways. What are, what are the benefits of getting those guys involved? It's been great, but we didn't just add fullbacks. We added some talented-ass fullbacks. We had uh, Andy, there's no question in my mind, he can be the best uh, fullback in, in, this, uh, in this league. Uh, great hands, uh, great passion for drive-blocking guys. Uh, you know, it's not a lot of guys, fullbacks on rosters anymore, but he's one of the most talented, and uh, I think he's going to help us be very successful offensively. And Johnny, when given the opportunity, he's proven that uh, he's, he has the size, he has the hands, and uh, he, he delivers a blow once he gets to the defender. Yeah, and when you look at both those guys, two really different backgrounds. It seems like Andy's been a fullback for, for a long time now, and, and Johnny's kind of found his way playing a bunch of different positions. Even, I think he was a quarterback. So, I mean, what, what's it been like to see him kind of embrace that? It's been great. You know, you bring in a guy from quarterback, and now eventually he's playing fullback where he has to drop his pads and, and roll his hips on contact. And uh, I, I think from what we've done so far, uh, he, he's, he's going to be good at it. You know, of course, he's playing behind Andy, like I said, who I think can be a Pro Bowl player. Uh, hopefully he won't get a chance to play in that game because we'll be playing in the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, I think I think he's learning behind a, a great player. And, and what? how has this group kind of embraced what, what Kevin Stefanski wants and, and Alex Van Pelt want to do on offense? What, what, what about this offense kind of gets this group excited? Well, I think for us so far the first couple of days have been uh, seeing the receivers go downfield and getting blocks, stuff of that nature, because they're going to be a big part of, uh, of springing the running backs. And uh, it all starts with that offensive line. We want to run the ball. We want to be a physical team. But we also want to pass the ball. We don't want to be one-dimensional. However, we get to the run or the pass, uh, when, when Kevin or, or AVP decide to call it, we'll be successful at it. But uh, I, I think the guys like the system. And that's the most important thing. They believe in it, and uh, they're working hard to to make it happen. It seems like Nick and Kareem, the moment they've been together, they've been pretty selfless about how who gets touches, when they get carries. How, what what about that? Is that kind of a special thing to have two guys that, that truly don't seem to worry about the stats very much? Right. Both of those guys know that they are uh, a number one back. They just happen to be on the same team. Kareem got a second chance, and, and we brought him here. Now uh, – you know, it's all about us being successful. I, it's it's uh, the offensive coordinator, the offensive staff to find a way to uh, do whatever is best for, for us to be successful as a team. And I think we have the guys with uh, Kevin and, and AVP in charge. And uh, that's going to make that make that happen in the passing game as well as the running game with Coach Callahan. And uh, I just feel good. I think these guys feel good about our chances as not only as an offense, but as a team watching what the defense is doing over there as well. Now, I know he's sidelined right now, but what, what, have you, what have you seen from Nick to, to see that he is ready to even be better uh, as a player than he was last year? What did he work on this offseason to, to, to improve? 
Well, Nick is always working on everything. Uh, he continued to work on his hands, and I saw him catching the ball pretty good uh, once once camp started. And his ability to just make uh, sudden sudden cuts and make people miss, and he has the speed uh, to take take it a distance. So uh, he's he's hungry about missing out last year on the um, on the Russian title, but uh, you know hopefully we'll we'll get that and more this year. Now you've been through a lot of NFL seasons and, and, and a lot of different circumstances. What, what, what's been the, the biggest adjustment for you as a coach to, to, to handle all the, the new protocols and, and new ways of, uh, of kind of instructing things with, with the limited time you guys get with them? Well, that was tough, uh, not having those guys, uh, being face-to-face -face with those guys during, during the spring. That was mm -hmm. tough. You don't know if they're actually into it uh, and understand the full fledge of diving into it, they didn't know it was going to be as it as it is now. Uh, so that was the biggest thing. But coming back, it appears as, as though they uh, they took the virtual learning pretty good. Uh, I think the system aids because it's not as difficult this year for those guys as it was last year in terms of just understanding some things. And does it take you back to your kind of college coaching days, knowing that you don't have any preseason games, that you got you got to get right in there that <laughs> that first game matters a whole yeah lot yeah absolutely absolutely uh, you know even in college I think you have a little more time and pads to prepare for that game uh, than we do here, uh, but I think these guys they understand we have a majority of these guys on this team that understand who we're playing the first week. And they know those guys, and and we know they know us as well. So we feel good about about the game when it, when it's actually going to occur. Well, Stump, I, I really appreciate you joining us on the podcast, and then keep good luck with the rest of training camp and getting the guys ready for the season. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Coach for his time. Always a great listen. That guy, that guy could host the show for two hours, for twenty minutes, whatever. And I enjoy listening to him. Just he knows so much about the game of football. He's seen so much. Uh, football and he's played at a high level as well I mean the guy has truly done it all thoughts from from what coach has done I mean uh, in in terms of a coaching staff that's had a mostly turnover he's still here from a year ago yeah and as we mentioned in the interview his position group is maybe the most stable of the entire team not a lot of new faces in that group but like I said you have added a, basically a new position to his group with the fullback so he's 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 very impressed with, with those guys. Gibbs, I'm going to give myself a, a pre-interview backpat, though. I was I had a question planned for him where I was going to ask him about the 2011 season and how it resembled that because of the lockout and how you have had to adjust that. A quick Google search, though, he was a head coach at the college level during that season. So he was not around for the, for the lockout season. So it was a quick pivot to ask him about preparing for a season with no preseason games because used to that at the college level. So it's a little behind the scenes of, of that interview. That's a nice job. That's a that's a good uh, that is a good pivot. Well done by you on that. Uh, he's he, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday. But some decisions to be made are are the fullbacks going to take spots from tight ends? Are fullbacks going to take spots from uh, maybe a running back or two in that room? Um, and how many fullbacks do you keep? That's the other big question yeah. here uh, as we get closer to that date in September. Well, you got to imagine both are going to be in the building in some capacity, right? Because you got to have someone ready on the practice squad and in the event. Because this is this is an important part of Kevin what Kevin Stefanski wants to do. You just can't go into the game without a fullback in, the, in this Kevin Stefanski offense. So, 
it's just going to come down, I think, again, who, who is the best on special teams? Is it your extra running back or is it your extra tight end? Might be hard to keep both, but it, it is possible. I think in the past, this has been a team that maybe we've skewed the numbers because you keep like nine offensive linemen. Maybe you can get away with eight and have some ready on the practice squad and you have all that flexibility on game day and you don't have to worry about moving guys up and, and down and, and have to deal with all that. So it, it is a possibility you can you could do four and four, uh, but it, that, that comes at the – the mercy of some other positions that might lose some bodies. It's always a tricky, tricky math. All right. Uh, earlier today at the podium, uh, Jack Conklin talked. Any takeaways specifically from him as it pertains to that rookie left tackle opposite him, Jedrick Wills, and obviously uh, a lot going on with Wyatt Teller, Nick Harris, uh, Betonio we know. But uh, some unknowns, maybe, as we get ready for that game. Yeah, both. I think he was encouraged by, by working with Wyatt Teller, and I think – it, I don't know if this is a blessing in disguise, or, or the, but they're really maybe before all the opt-outs, we thought there would maybe be a rotation in, in camp and seeing who fits in best of the first team. And really, it was a pro, uh, Ryan Teller's has been the guy, and now they're establishing chemistry uh, and, and getting getting to, to know each other and, and playing well to each other. I will say that Conklin did reveal what we all suspected as we were flying back from Cincinnati, Week 17. The Titans really focused on getting Derrick Henry that, that rushing title. I remember following that game on Game Tracker, uh, hoping that Chubb could hang on, and I just keep seeing these 12-yard gains, 10-yard gains from Derrick Henry. Uh, and then he iced it with, I think, like a 50-yard touchdown. Run. I was, it was one of the more, more frustrating things to watch and clearly a point of emphasis. They were stat chasing. The Browns were not. But I think had Chubb run for a few more yards, might have been a little more successful. The team might have been a little more successful in those final two games, which we won't mention again. Yeah. And then – yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Titans ran their way all the way to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Foreshadowing. So, yes, exactly. Uh, final day uh, of this five-day stretch concludes on Thursday. What are you watching for? Yeah, I mean, again, another bounce-back opportunity for the offense. We'll, we'll see if they're out there in pads again. I'm not, not really sure how that works with the rules, but you've already done three straight days in pads. But uh, this is when you, you're testing yourself mentally. That's, I think this might be a more mental testing day because this, this is when you're tired. It's been five straight days. It hasn't been too hot, but uh, it's, it's been a grind nonetheless. So we'll, we'll see how, how they bounce back. I'm, you just got to look for a crisp practice and, and, and let's see some more touchdowns. You know, you talked about it uh, after that off day on Saturday, how important it was to come back and have a good day on Sunday. And, and they struggled uh, on Sunday a little bit. But it's almost as important to be at your best going into that day off. I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you can't be looking ahead. Focus on the task at hand and put out a good product for a couple hours. Yeah, no, it's just it, you want to go in feeling good into your day off, but and then you've got just another big five-day stretch coming up. I mean, there's this is a pretty unforgiving time getting ready for the season. So it, 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 there's you, you've got to make the most of, of every snap, every opportunity to get better and just and heal up, rest up, get, get ready to work on, on Saturday. Yep, only 11 more practices. Am I correct on that? 11, 11 more for our traditional open setting. I think there's a few more. Yeah, exactly. But 11 big ones, and then you got to start figuring out when to start scaling back a little bit and get into game week mode. Something to watch here over the next couple of weeks. Thanks to Stump Mitchell. Appreciate his time. Jeff McDaniel doing a fine job uh, helping us get it all put together and looking nice. 
Make sure you log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Browns. We are back with you tomorrow as we recap day number five uh, of five straight days of practice here for this Browns football team. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.